Today on episode 385 of the Computer Tutor Podcast, getting all your photos from your Google Photos account. Welcome to another episode of The Computer Tutor. Tips, tricks, and advice from a computer pro without all the tech talk. And now, here is your computer tutor, Scott Johnson. Good morning and welcome back to the Computer Tutor Podcast. I am your personal computer tutor, Scott Johnson. And on this podcast, I like to show you how to do cool things on your computer. And no silly computer techie geeky words, all in plain English. My goal with this podcast is that at the end, you say, Hey, I didn't know I could do that. I spend my days fixing computers and creating podcasts. I've been doing computer work for my clients since 1999, and my clients are all around the country because I can do it all remotely. So if you need help with your computer, just give me a call, 727-254-9078, or email me at pctutor at gmail.com. And today's tip can be seen at my website if you go to computertutorflorida.com forward slash 385. So let's get started. If you're like me, you take a lot of pictures with your phone. When I was a kid and we wanted to take a picture, somebody had to go find the camera. Well, that just doesn't happen anymore. And it's really great because everyone is carrying a high-resolution camera with them all the time. And it's not just for still photos, it's for video as well. I remember when my kids were little and I got our first video camera, it was like a VCR machine with a shoulder strap. And that was just the component that held the VHS tape. The camera itself was a separate, big, clunky device that sat on my shoulder. It's pretty amazing because now I can record much higher quality video and the whole thing is in my phone and fits in my pocket. And now I have it set up with Google so that whenever I take a picture, that picture is automatically uploaded to my Google Photos account. So I could go outside and take a picture of a tree and come back inside and go to my Google Photos account on my computer, and that picture's already there. Since I've been using that service for quite some time, I have a lot of pictures stored on Google Photos, like many thousands. And chances are you do as well. But it's not safe to only keep them there. I mean, some of those pictures might be of your kids, or vacations, or family members that maybe are no longer around. So those pictures are irreplaceable. What happens if you somehow lose access to your Google account or it gets hacked into? You really don't want to take a chance on losing all of those important photos. So what I would recommend is that you save those pictures to your computer. They'll still be in Google Photos, but now they'll also be on your computer's internal hard drive. And if you follow my recommendations for doing a regular backup, then the next time you do your backup, those pictures will also be on your backup drive. So they'll be in multiple places which greatly reduces the risk that you might someday lose them. So now you're probably wondering, okay, how do I get them from Google Photos to my computer? That's a great question. Thanks for asking. Turns out Google has a service that handles that. It's called Google Takeout. You can get it at takeout.google.com. When you go to that website, you first need to log into your Google account. You might not need to do that because you might already be logged in anyway. But once you log in, you'll see that there's a lot of data that Google is storing for you there. It includes your Google Chrome history, 
your calendar, your Google contacts, and many, many other things. But for this process, we are only interested in the Google Photos. So at the top of that list, you'll see where it says Deselect All. Click that and then scroll down to the Google Photos section. You'll see a checkbox out to the right, which you should check. This means you are choosing to download all of the photos and videos that Google currently has stored for you. Then you scroll all the way to the bottom of the page and click on Next Step. It will ask you, do you want to export this just one time, or do you want to do an export every two months for the next year? For this first time, I would recommend just export once, just so you can see how it works. Then later on, if you want to set up a schedule, you can do that. It's also going to ask you about file type. For that, I recommend keeping it at the default, which is a .zip file. If you're not sure how zip files work, don't worry about it. We can figure that out later, and I can help you with that if needed. Now you click the button that says Create Export, which is in the lower right corner. At this point, there's nothing to do but wait. And you might actually be waiting for quite some time. This is when Google processes this request. There's even a warning on the page that says sometimes this might take hours. It might even take several days. In my case, it took about 12 hours. So it was ready the next day when I checked in again. Actually, you don't even need to check in with them because you'll get an email when it's ready. Then when you get that email, you can click the link to download. In fact, it might be several links to click depending on how many pictures and videos you have stored. But each download separately represents two gigabytes of data. Once you have all the downloads completed, you can do what you want with them. You can create a separate folder and just call it Photos Backup if you want. Or you can take each photo out of the zip folders and put them in an appropriate subfolder in pictures on your computer. All of this is just a personal preference based on how you like to organize your pictures and your videos. The important thing is that now your important photos are saved in two different places. They're still on Google Photos and they're also on your computer. And as I mentioned earlier, after you've done your first backup, that means they'll now be saved in three places. When it comes to important files, the more places you can save them, the better. And as always, if you need help with any of this, just call me or send an email. And on my other podcast right now, I have a really interesting conversation with a young lady named Brooke. She was out swimming with some friends in the Atlantic Ocean not too long ago, and suddenly she was surprised to feel something really big bite down on her left leg. She was thinking first, is that an octopus or maybe a sea turtle? But when she turned around and saw what it was, she realized that she was being attacked by a shark. You can hear Brooke tell that whole story on my other podcast called What Was That Like? You can listen to that on any podcast app or at the website at whatwasthatlike.com slash 93. And as always, I love to hear from you. You can email me at pctutor at gmail.com, or you can call my podcast voicemail line 727-386-9468, and you can leave a recorded message there anytime, day or night. That's going to do it for this episode, but I'll be right back here in two weeks with another computer tip. Well, that wraps up this episode of the Computer Tutor Podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. If you'd like to contact me with a question, a comment, or a suggestion for a future topic, you're welcome to do so at my website, computertutorflorida.com. And while you're there, sign up for my free Monday morning email newsletter. If you have a computer problem, give me a call at 727-254-9078. 
In many cases, I can take care of a problem remotely, so it doesn't matter if you're here in Florida, up in Maine, or way out in California. I'd love to help. Thanks again for listening, and have a great week. God bless. My new erasable whiteboard is remarkable.